Thanks for joining us online today. We are really glad you're here. Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And if we can help you in any way through prayer or support, we want to encourage you to use the links that are in the description. Thanks for joining us, and we pray this message both encourages and inspires you. If you got a Bible, let's go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, we are in a new series that we are calling Bread of Life. Now, we're in the Lent season, and during the Lent season is a time of prayer and fasting, and so as a church, we're doing something we're calling a bread fast. Uh, last year, I went to a monastery during my prayer retreat, and on that prayer retreat, I was watching the monks on their fast days, and they were eating bread. And I just thought that was kind of odd that they'd be eating bread. And so I asked them, why? I, I thought it's a fast day. Why would you be eating bread? And, and they said, well, because we have to work in the fields, which they do. It's a working monastery. And they said, so we need the energy and the nutrients. We need something in our system, and we're allowed to eat bread. I was fascinated by that. So I, during my prayer retreat, I started looking at bread, discovered that I didn't know, actually know this, that uh, eating bread and drinking water during fasting times has been a practice of the church for almost 2,000 years. And so when I was studying the scriptures about bread on that uh, prayer retreat, I, I found these four places where Jesus talked about bread. And you can get all the info about our bread fast at corechurch.com. We've got it there. And over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at those four particular places in Scripture where Jesus talks about bread and what our response should be to that. If you've got a Bible, um, today I'm going to be talking about where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. It's John chapter six. If you do not have a copy of the scriptures, we have free Bibles. They're in the lobby. We've got journals to go right along with that. So you can start your time with Jesus. That'll help you during uh, your time of prayer and fasting as well. Uh, if you uh, have a mobile device, uh, version and Bible Hub are great apps. It's on version that you'll find our, our Lent devotional that we're using during this, this series. But John's gospel, John chapter six, um, Jesus is uh, Jesus has just fed the 5,000 people. Now, if you're not familiar with that story, it's a crazy story. Jesus takes these bread and these fish. People are, everybody's hungry and he feeds. And scripture tells us that it's 5,000 men. So what we know is there's probably like 15 to 20,000 that he fed. They really like this. So fast forward, Jesus has left and now all of these people are trying to find him. And we read here in John's account of it in verse 22, it says this, the next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat, <laughs> so they're stranded, and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. And so several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So what's happening here is a larger and larger crowd is they've heard about this miracle and they're all wanting to find out about it. So these boats show up and the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there. So they got into the boats and they went across to Capernaum to look for him. And they found him on the other side of the lake and they asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus, here's what Jesus said. I tell you the truth, you wanna be with me because I fed you. 
Not because you understood the miraculous signs, but, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy, we're gonna talk about that, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. And they replied, hey, we wanna perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus said, this is the only work God wants you to do. Believe in the one he has sent. Then they said, hey, show us a miraculous sign if, if, if you want us to believe in you. Like, he just did. Like, he, he just fed like 20,000 of you. Not good enough. After, they said, after all, our ancestors they ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. Everything that we have on this earth comes from God. We should every day take time to give gratitude and praise to God for what he has done. If you have a job, God gave it to you. If you have a car, God gave it to you. If you have food in your belly, God gave it to you. God provides for every person. Whether you follow Jesus or you don't follow Jesus, he provides it all. And he says, the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They wanted that bread. And then Jesus said this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Let's pray together. Father, as we open up your word here, we ask that you would speak and you would help us to understand that you are everything. You are the bread of life. Holy Spirit, come and all distractions, help us to take all distractions aside in this moment. Focus on you in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We are a culture obsessed with following. Uh, you know, we, we follow brands, you know, whether it's Adidas or, or Nike or, um, or I'm on Team Yeti or I'm on Team Stanley. And uh, what, is up, what is up with these tumblers? What's going on? What, and they get larger and larger. Like the other day, I saw somebody had one like this. Like, I mean, they're just nuts. We got all these things that we, we follow. Um, some of you follow the stock market. You're like, I got I to gotta know how that stock is doing for me. And most of us here today, if not all of us, uh, we follow somebody on social media. It might just be a family member or some close friends, but we follow somebody. And everybody has their go-to social media. Now, for me, mine is YouTube. And I gotta be honest, I, um, I have an unhealthy uh, relationship with YouTube. I, am, I end up scrolling endlessly. It's a complete waste of my time. So much so that during Lent, you know, we're fasting. And by the way, fasting is food, by the way. It's that we are abstaining from food. That's what that means. But also during Lent is a time where you can give up those things that um, you're kind of obsessed with. So for me, during Lent, I'm giving up YouTube. And let me tell you why. I went on YouTube. I've never checked this. I didn't know how many people I follow on YouTube. I follow 61 different channels on YouTube. Now that may sound like a lot to you, may not sound like a lot to you, but let me put it in perspective. I looked at just the, the scroll from today, just the feed from today, the, the amount of videos that are in there. Today, just today, 
There are over 17 and a half hours of video for me to watch just today. So basically, I'm gonna watch YouTube and then I'm gonna go to bed. Now, I, um, <laughs> I, I, I have specific ones I follow, like, um, here, let me, let me show you. So, um, okay, so this, this one here, Yard guy, come on, go figure. I, I follow a yard guy, I, and, and it's, uh, we're starting to get into that season. It's coming quick, gotta get the yard ready. And then there's, um, let's see, I, I love Ed Milet. This guy's great. John Maxwell, so great at leadership. Let's see, and then I got, of course, the Raiders. Come on, I mean, doesn't everybody follow the Raiders? Um, I follow the Raiders. Um, let's see, got, uh, oh, the, I, this guy here is so great, Professor of Rock. I Love. I'm a sucker for behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, like uh, whether it's a biography, I'll learn something about somebody. Of course, rock is rock and roll is my background with radio. This guy tells the behind-the-scenes on on music. I follow a little NFL, and um, I don't. So I don't know how that got in my feed. Hang on, next one. Uh, okay, I don't know how that got. That's that should not be there. Next one. Okay, okay, never mind. Just shut it off. Just turn it off. Shut it off. <laughs> I just. Um, I don't know how that. Okay. I'm a Swifty, all right? For, for, for every junior high girl here, you are super excited. I'm on, I'm on uh, team, team whatever. I don't know what, even you know what that is. Uh, we, I, I talk about following. Do you know how many followers Taylor Swift has on Instagram? 281 million. 281 million. Let's put that in perspective. Do you know there's only 331 million people in the entire United States? Almost everybody is following Taylor Swift. We are a culture that is obsessed with following and obsessed with following Taylor Swift. Did you catch how they, they followed her plane from Japan all the way until it landed at the Super Bowl? The NFL says that Taylor Swift has made them over 300 additional million dollars. 300 million additional dollars Taylor Swift has given to the NFL. Travis Kelsey's uh, jersey sales, they weren't much before this season, okay? They've gone up over 400%. And, and I would bet 80% of those sales or more, if not 100% of them can't even pronounce his name right. Yeah, I'm on Team Kalesi. That's what I've, I love Taylor's boyfriend, Travis Kalesi. He's my favorite player. We are a culture obsessed with following. Now, most of us here today would say that we are followers of Jesus. I mean, we follow Jesus. And you want to talk about Jesus having some followers. Did you know right now all around the world, there are two billion, two billion people who say they follow Jesus. So if you follow Jesus, I want you to write this question down. Why? Why am I following Jesus? Why are you following him? Now, maybe you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus. Here's, here's the question I would like for you to write down. Why should I follow Jesus? Why, why should I follow Jesus? So this crowd in the story, they're following Jesus and they're following him like the paparazzi follows Taylor Swift and 
and, but they're following for the, for the wrong reason. Look, look with me at verse 26. Jesus says this, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me, why? Because I fed you. Like Jesus is just so blunt. Like that's the only reason you're coming after me is because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. They didn't understand who he was. Jesus, savior of the world, Messiah, son of God, and they're chasing breadcrumbs. I wonder if we're any different. Jesus, son of God, savior of the world, risen king. And I wonder if maybe we might be settling for breadcrumbs. I mean, honestly, I'm like, um, I'm kind of content if, you know, there's food on the table. As long as there's food on the table or as long as things are going okay at work, as, as long as my bills are paid and, or and as long as nobody in the family's really sick, I mean, that's, that's kind of an, enough for me. So why are you following Jesus? Now know this, God cares for our needs. It's so clear from scripture. We just talked about it. He, is, he fed 5,000 people and we praise him for the bread and the fish. We, we praise him for putting food on the table. We praise him for financial provision. We praise him when we are healthy. We praise him when he brings the healing. We praise him for the, the miracles that he does in our lives. But and, Because he's the God who meets all of our needs. But he's so much more than that. So much more. So I'd like for you to write this question down. Why would we chase breadcrumbs when we can have the bread of life? Why would we chase breadcrumbs when we can have the bread of life? Verse 27, Jesus said this, don't be concerned about perishable things like food. He says this, what, spend your energy. How much energy do you have? Most of us, not much, but come on. But when you do have energy, spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. So here's my question. What, what did you spend your energy on this week? Just think about that. What'd you spend your energy on this week? I think most of us would say, oh man, I've just, I have been so, what, busy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a badge we all wear. I'm just busy. And did you know that busy can actually be a good thing? Busy is good because if, honestly, if you're not busy, the opposite of that sometimes can be nothing and I'm lazy and busy. Now, hang with me here on this. Busy can be good as long as you're busy doing the right things. Are you busy doing the right things? Like resting can be busy work because I'm busy resting. I mean, there's busy things we do. Are you busy doing the right 
things because everything is perishable. Everything is perishable. Our homes are perishable. Uh, Mahomes is perishable. I mean, come on, somebody. I mean, I, I, I saw this with the, the Super Bowl. It's crazy. The Super Bowl. I mean, congrats. I, I, I don't want to say it. I, I, it. It pains me to say this. Um, congratulations, Curtis. Congratulations, Paula, on, on winning the Super Bowl and everybody else is Chiefs fan. Anyway, so congratulations on all of that. And it pains me as a Raider fan to even, even say that. But li- this is crazy. Not even 24 hours after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the NFL on their social media platforms had already put out the logo for the next Super Bowl. The, you're perishable. You are perishable to, the, to, to this world. Everything is perishable. Our homes are perishable and our, our cars are perishable and, and our jobs are, everything is perishable. And the only thing that's eternal where Jesus says, spend your energy seeking the eternal, the only thing that's eternal that's gonna live on is our soul and the soul of others. Yet we completely exhaust ourselves on things that are perishable, things that don't last. We completely exhaust ourselves on the the breadcrumbs. We spend all of our time, we spend all of our money uh, chasing that career. Man, if I, I'll just get there early and I'll just work all day and I'll get that promotion, then I'll stay late. And, 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 or on my kids, my kids' activities, man, I just gotta get them in this and I gotta get them in that. And, and so I'm spending all my weekends and all my time and uh, nights and, 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 and uh, multiple times during the evenings and multiple dollar figures. Oh my goodness, how much money we spend on our kids for them to be in activity. We are, we are chasing breadcrumbs and we are completely exhausting ourselves. And if it's not those things, then it's a, it's a hobby. Like, man, if I, uh, and what happens? You get a hobby. Man, that's, every, you, you need to get a hobby. In fact, for some of you, some of you right now, you're like, yeah, my husband, he needs a hobby. He needs a hobby bad, okay? Hobbies are good. I have a hobby, but the problem with hobbies is then once you get the hobby, you gotta spend your time developing yourself, getting better at that hobby. Then you gotta spend money because you gotta get the right equipment for that. And then you gotta carve out the things on your calendar and go this place and be here and this. And it's so exhausting. And what's up with dogs? What what are we doing? We are a culture that is obsessed with dogs. Like we've got, our dogs used to be outside. Anybody? (laughs) Now they gotta be inside. If you hear a dog outside, man, they're calling animal police on you. (laughs) Laura and I were on vacation and we uh, came across this couple and they had one of these, these poodles. Have you seen these poodles? They're just like, they're um, the large ones, okay? And it was, it was shaved. Um, uh, it looked like a bonsai tree, okay? That gives you an idea. And, and, and this dog was like prancing around. And she had a look on his face like, help me, help me, help me. And we were talking to her and she's like, yeah, so this is, I can't even remember the name of the dog. And this, and we do, we have special food that we feed her. And then um, when we're gone, we have a babysitter. We have a babysitter. A babysitter for your dog? What has happened to us? Come on, turn to somebody and tell them what has happened to us. Turn to somebody and say, what has happened to us? 
Come on, turn. Somebody said, what's happened to you? Well, obviously, somebody's gone a little crazy on their dog. Okay. Stop chasing the breadcrumbs. Stop chasing them. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 6 and verse 19, Jesus said this. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them, rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. In other words, clothes wear out, cars break down, jobs end. He says in verse 20, say this with me, store your treasures in heaven. Now, it's really critical that you all listen right now. It's really important that you don't miss this. Jesus is not saying don't enjoy stuff. That's not what this message is. Don't go out of here thinking that. That's not, that is not good preaching. This world was created for our enjoyment, okay? Have that hobby. Have, you want to shave your dog? Okay, don't shave your dog. But, you, I mean, enjoy the things that God brings us into this life. But what he's saying here is don't exhaust all your energy on them. Don't exhaust all your energy on the breadcrumbs because we, we spend so much energy on this life where moths eat them, rust destroys, where thieves break in and steal. And what happens is we end up disillusioned. We end up disillusioned because sometimes you don't get the job. Sometimes you lose the job. Sometimes your kid doesn't get picked for the team you thought he was going to be in. Sometimes they don't bring home the, the trophy. Sometimes the bank account doesn't get replenished because the economy is not turning around. And what can happen in moments like that, for those of us that are followers of Jesus, if you're so focused on the breadcrumbs and not the bread of life, you will have what is called a crisis of faith. Your faith will be tested. And you'll have this crisis of faith, and what happens when you have a crisis of faith is then you abandon your faith and you walk away. So I want to ask you again, why are you following Jesus? Why are you following him? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it for the breadcrumbs? Or is it because he's the bread of life? Jesus says in verse 33, back in John's gospel, the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to this world. Turn to somebody, encourage them right now, and tell them Jesus is the true bread. Jesus is the true bread. So where's your focus? Is it on heaven? Is it on earth? Is, is it on the perishable or is it on the eternal? Is it on the breadcrumbs? Or is it on the bread of life? So when you, when you look to this world to give you life, it will suck the life right out of you. Uh, during the pandemic, anxiety and depression just rose dramatically. I thought that post-pandemic, now that we're a few years removed from it, I just kind of made an assumption that anxiety and depression has gone down. It actually hasn't gone down. It's actually continued to go up. We, um, 
and it's affecting our youth more than it is anything else. Uh, depression and anxiety, suicidal thoughts is, is dramatically on the increase uh, for um, people under the age of like 25, 25 years old and really heavy in high school age. And I love core youth. Um, if you're new, our youth meet here every Wednesday night, 6th through 12th graders. And they recently had a uh, mental health night to address that issue with our young people. Man, I just love that. I love our, are we not thankful for, come on, are we thankful? Can we be thankful for our leaders? Just thank you. I'm so thankful for our small group leaders, uh, men and women who volunteer their time, give up a Wednesday night. How many of you willing to like, I, I, you can't, we can't even fast dinner. And we got, we got people every Wednesday night giving up their night with their families or with their hobbies or their extra activities and saying, I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna be in a group with a group of girls or a group of boys and I'm gonna pour my life into them. I'm so thankful for the men and women that, that do that. You, you've impacted my children's lives dramatically. Thank you for doing that. So they had a mental health awareness night and they asked the students to give them questions before the night so they could know how to address that. And they had um, some counselors there that um, could help. And here's some of the questions I just wanted you to see some. This is from our youth, our youth, that, our youth here at Core Church. How can I not be anxious at night? I really want to sleep. That's a teenager here at Core Church. Somebody else said, is, is it okay to sacrifice mental health for a goal you're trying to achieve? Come on, as adults, can we relate to that? Are you you're sacrificing in order to achieve something? How can I stay positive in the best way mentally when the world, lust, and everyday practices fight against me. I think Paul helps us a little bit with this. Colossians chapter three, verse two. This is the apostle Paul writing to a church. He said, think about the things of heaven. That's the answer. Think about the things of heaven. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. If you're a follower of Jesus, listen to this next part. You died to this life. So why are you chasing breadcrumbs? When you gave your life to Jesus, you died to the pursuit of this world. And your what? Two words here, same with me. Your real life. I like that. Your, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So what he's saying is real life isn't found in the things of earth. Your real life is hidden with Christ the enemy wants you to settle for breadcrumbs. He's all about the perishable. But I want to tell you that hope and healing and peace and purpose are found only in Jesus, not the things of this world. Jesus is hope. Whether you follow Jesus or you don't follow Jesus, you will suffer loss in this life. You'll lose a job, you'll lose a loved one, you'll lose money, you might lose a home, your car's gonna break down, you're gonna suffer loss, but praise be to God, our hope is not in the breadcrumbs, our hope is in the bread of life, because Jesus says, I won't leave you in the grave. I will bring you into a resurrection. I will bring you through that loss, and I will bring beauty from ashes. Somebody say amen to that. He, he, is, he is healing for your soul. 
So listen, our bodies are breaking down, right? You can try to, you can do as much yoga as you want and eat as much kale as you want. I mean, I don't, I don't get why people eat kale anyway. I mean, isn't that the garnish they put at the salad bar at Golden Corral? Now we're like, oh, it's the healthiest thing in the world. I'm gonna live forever. Good on you, be healthy, be strong, but I don't care how much you eat, how much you exercise, your body is breaking down and it's gonna go into the grave, but praise be to God, it will not stay there because your home is in heaven, not here. We are just renting space here and our life is with him. He is peace. So many people are looking for peace in a substance looking for peace in, in some kind of provision in some way. If I can just get enough money, that, that's going to bring me the peace that I need or, or some kind of pleasure. Like if I can just do that hobby or get my kids in this or if I can download and be on this app, if I can do these things, I'm seeking the pleasure, the, the dopamine, I'm chasing the breadcrumbs and the enemy loves it. He loves that you're focused on the perishable and Jesus says, turn your eyes and your gaze to heaven. For I am the bread of life. He says, though the storm may rage, I am peace in the middle of that storm. His promise isn't that he's always going to calm the storm, but he will calm me in the midst of that storm. What happens is in the middle of a storm, if you don't have Jesus, you're on your own. But when the storms of life come, if you got Jesus, you look over your shoulder, there he stands, and suddenly you have confidence and you have peace. And he is purpose. So many people searching for purpose in a career. Man, guys, we're the worst at that. I've been there so many times. I've even been there as a pastor. Getting all wrapped up because you know what? That's, that's my purpose. That's, people are going to recognize me. They're going to see that. I, what do we do as men? Every time a man meets another man for the very first time, we say, hi, how are you? What's your name? And about the second to the third question is, what do you do for a living? We ask that every time. Now, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad question, but truthfully, many times we kind of size each other up by what you do and what I do. And if you, what I deem that you do is less than what I do, then suddenly I feel better and I feel more purpose and more, I feel more uh, uh, you know, confidence in my life because of, of that. We size each other up. So because of that, many times we will embellish our resume a little bit, make it sound a little bit better. I, I never want to tell people that I'm a DJ. Ugh! I'm an on-air personality. Doesn't that sound so much better? Do you want to listen to a DJ on Sunday afternoons or do you want to listen to an on-air personality? I mean, we want notoriety. So we doctor up our social media platforms by showing our Valentine night. Not because I'm just so in love, because I kind of want people to see where we went. Because if they see where I went, see who I was with, and that I had some, then suddenly I'm, it's the perishable, it's chasing the breadcrumbs, and Jesus says, purpose is found in me. Look to me. You weren't created to worship the things of this world, you were created to worship the creator. When we worship him and glorify him, we find purpose. Enemy is all about the perishable. That's why we're doing a fast right now. I encourage you to fast. What fasting simply is, is denying yourself. 
I refuse to eat the breadcrumbs. Like literally and figuratively. Jesus said, don't store your treasures here on earth. I would encourage you to do this. What pleasure do you find here on earth? What if you gave that up as well? Because fasting, this is what I want to tell you. Some people are trying to make fasting out. Well, you don't have to do food. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. That's what the scriptures teach. It's about giving up food. Why? Because you're going to get hungry, and that's a good thing. It's going to remind you that you're fallible, that you're broken, that you're going to remind you of your mortality. It's going to remind you and say to the world, you have no hold on me. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm practicing self-denial because I refuse to chase the breadcrumbs. But what's a treasure you could give up? What is something you find pleasure in? I can tell you, like for me, I've given up, I've given up YouTube. Okay? I ain't gonna put no Taylor Swift in my feed. No, I am, I'm giving, but I'm, during Lent, I am purposely not on you. Can I tell you that when I'm doing certain things, I'm used to being on that app and it's been hard. I'm like, oh my goodness. God's like, yeah, it's hard. But what are you gonna do, Brad? Chase breadcrumbs? Are you gonna tr- chase the perishable or are you gonna look to me for the eternal? And I'm like, God, thank you. Because this is teaching me and it's disciplining me and, ho- and showing me that m- I am looking to the bread of life. Because that's what Jesus said in verse 35. Say it with me. He said what? I am the bread of life. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, he's the bread of life. He's the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. So why follow Jesus? He's the source of life. Everything you could ever want is fulfilled in him. Why would we chase breadcrumbs? when we can have the bread of life. This past week, I was reading in the Psalms, and I read Psalm 39, and then I was reading in the book of Hebrews, and uh, David in Psalm 39 has this prayer. And when I read it, I was like, man, this is right where we're at. So I want us to close with this reading from Psalm 39 and and also Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to say it as a prayer like, like, like David did. Now, this. Let's say this together. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. This world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Let's pray together. Father, in this moment, we ask that your spirit would speak to each one of us. I want you just to take a moment. We're gonna clear some space here for you. We're gonna have prayer and communion here in just a moment, but I wanna make some space for you to just talk to Jesus. What is he talking to you about today? Maybe he's talking to you about hope. You've been putting your hope in breadcrumbs and not the bread of life. Talk to him about that. Surrender those breadcrumbs. I don't know what it is for you, but man, you got to say, God, I got to give this up. (laughs) And I want to start chasing after you. I want to put my hope in you. Do you need healing? Healing for your soul. 
One of our core practices is continual surrender. We believe in the power of confession, repentance, and forgiveness. So maybe today you're a follower of Jesus, but you recognize some sin in your life. It might have been in the last 24 hours, the last week, or it might be from four or five years or a dozen years ago, I don't know. But God's revealed some sin, and you need to confess that. You want to repent. I'm not going to call you out. I won't make you come up here. I just want to know how we can be praying for you today. So if that's you today, I want to ask you, would you just raise your hand so I can see you? And thank you on the front row. I got you. Front row. Anybody else? Front row. Um, Got you in the middle section here, over on the side in the middle. Anybody else today? Got you in here on the side. I've got some sin. I need, I need God to forgive me. I got you here in the middle. Thank you. Middle, side, got you in the front. Front, all the way in the back, I see you. And right now, let's just confess that to God. Maybe you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus. You say, man, Brad, I really want the bread of life. Could God really forgive me? Yes. That's why he came. That you might have forgiveness. and That you might have life eternal with him. So again, for you, I won't call you out. I'm not going to make you come up here. I just want to know if we can pray for you today and just let you make that confession. If that's you today, you say, man, I, I want Jesus in my life. I want to turn from my sin. I need him in my life. And Would you just slip up your hand so I can see you and be praying for you today? I need Jesus. I need forgiveness. I got you right on the front row. I got you all the way inside. Got you over there. Here in the middle section. A couple of you here in the middle section, three three of you. Anybody else today? I don't want to miss anybody. Man, you're like, I, I I want Jesus in my life today. Just take a moment to confess that sin. Repent and receive the grace and mercy of Jesus. Do you need peace today? Have you been looking, storms are raging, you're trying to find peace in everything and you're looking, I'm looking to this app, I'm looking to this person, I'm going out chasing this thing and it's not working. Now's your moment. Stop chasing those breadcrumbs. Go after the bread of life. Do you need purpose? Purpose is found in Jesus. If you've been chasing after the things of this world, now's the moment, now's your time. Talk to God about that and say, okay, God, turn my heart back to you. Turn my heart to you. May you be the object of my affection. May you be my soul, devotion, and passion. May all my worship go to you and not the things of this earth. Thank you, Father what you've done today. You are so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Encourage somebody next to you, tell them you are forgiven and you are free. You are forgiven and you are free. I'll turn back to them and tell them this, I'm forgiven and I'm free. I'm forgiven and I am free. We hope this message today has encouraged and inspired you. If you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And if we can support you or encourage you or help you in any way, please use any of the links that are in the description. Thanks again for joining us online. We pray you have a great week.